Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. Boom. Just checking that you're listening. Just checking that you're listening. Hope I didn't make you jump too far and wide. And if I did, maybe you should be an Olympian. You should have pretty much measured that jump. Ah, oh, wasted opportunity. Hey, this is episode number 90. 90. I can't believe we are at 90. Only 10 away from Centennial. That's crazy. Mad. Anyway, this is FI Goes PC. And as always, I'm your host, Rebel Zen, aka Danny Hale. And it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Interesting couple of weeks. Going to start by saying that we, we well, we're in a very precarious world. We don't know quite what's going on. We're in this lockdown blues. Uh, we've never gone too nuts. We've never gone out and bought a bunch of toilet paper and uh, decided to make a fort out of it. We haven't done that yet because I'm just trying to think, why do you need so much toilet paper? But uh, we haven't done that. We haven't reached the epicenter of crazy in this lockdown process. In fact, we're getting quite used to it. I haven't grown a beard. Could have. Could have named it so like Frank, but I didn't. But what we have done, as all good responsible homeowners should do, is we've got security for our treehouse and no leaves. Yeah, we got security. Sniper team, very good. Uh, 24-hour surveillance. Just to make sure that Donald Trump doesn't try and come here and live. Because, you know, he's now a civilian, whatever that means. Uh, and I'm slightly distracted because Wynne is literally living in a snowball that she's made on top of the uh, treehouse. Only Wynne, say hello. Hello. Yeah, so how's life in the snowball? Cold. How cold? Like, really cold? It's pretty cold. It's been snowing again. Well, yeah, obviously, because you're in the snowball. What is it going to be? Summer? (laughs) It's my snowman capsule from last episode. Yes. See, she heard what I said, and she thought it sounded like a good idea, so she uh, went up top of the roof, and Wynne's got a weird... I I don't know if it's because you're Asian, right? But Mm -hmm. because you're Asian and you're so small, you don't really turn into a snowman. You're just this big (laughs) ball that you stick your head out of. (laughs) Not really sure how that works. Were you rolling around a lot in your sleep? I don't know. Probably. Probably. That's why you're a massive ball. You're not really a snowman as much as you're a snow boulder. Okay. Anyway, security. So mm. it's been really cool because we, uh, we've we had these guys are local, Midlands based, cover a big area here. I should say West Midlands based because Midlands goes east. Mm. And there's this huge rivalry we've got. It's like a gangster rap thing. Isn't east there? versus West. You know. <laughs> incredible on the west side <coughs> brummy hip-hop <laughs> bands that no one's heard of because i'm not sure if they're actually exist you got ub40 and then ub49 i don't know what i don't know like they're a lot older than 40 now okay they're a reggae band from uh birmingham okay yeah okay <laughs> way back when um <laughs> anyway so i just wanted to do i wanted to start this podcast off because they were extraordinary guys mm. good fun all brothers, two companies, two brothers, mm-hmm. both light and dignity. Stop me if this sounds a bit <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. And they drag their little brother, Jimmy, around with them. 
which is great. That's what little brothers are for. Yeah, to be dragged around. To be dragged around. <laughs> but I just want to throw out um, a big thank you to Rich at RJ Burglar Alarms, based in the Midlands, for doing a fantastic job mm. with our alarm system. Yay. Very alarming, what he did. Uh, and then JRB CCTV, that's closed circuit television for the layman who doesn't realize that it's not a TV channel mm. in China. It's actually CCTV. No. <laughs> um, anyway, I want to say thanks to Jack, or as I like to call him, Captain Jack, uh, the Bishop Brothers. They both have their own company, one's CCTV, one's Burglar Alarms. If you're in the Midlands and you want probably the best local alarm fitters ever, it's these guys. So Rich at RJ Burglar Alarms and Jack at JRB CCTV. And they do... Well, Jack does corporate CCTV mm. and he also does personal home CCTV. But Burglar Arms and, and, and CCTV right now, if you're moving house and you're in the Midlands, it's your best bet because mm. these guys are great. And I just want to say that because we had a good laugh with them. They came around, spent the day here, uh, socially distanced, of which course. means outside the treehouse <laughs> and not in it, climbing branches and fitting things up. Mm -hmm. People said like, you know, well, you've only got squirrels. They must trigger the alarm off but they've got an anti-squirrel policy which is very good very mm -hmm. helpful and the cctv has been fascinating yeah. i've been watching it like it's a new my new favorite show yeah i have to right. say i did do a lot of research and you know there's all these like national companies as well and there's just so much to consider well yeah i mean the uk predominantly has a lot of american throw throwaways yeah, a lot and of we, american companies we know there's like stuff like amazon's doing their own thing mm -hmm. and then you got like simply secure simply safe simply safe or secure safe or safely secure simply safe who are, they're not amazon related are they they're their no, own thing but it's similar basically you know because everything's kind of wi-fi connected everyone's kind of moving towards this diy security yeah. um and we've been looking into that as well but it's um well see I've always thought this. I mean, like, call me, you know, old-fashioned. But mm. if you're going to have a treehouse security system, you don't want to go with new tech because <laughs> the squirrels love new tech and they run off They'll with it. They'll steal the cameras. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know if you were familiar when, when squirrels started stealing Acorn computers back in the 80s. <laughs> uh, they moved on to apples recently. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the apple never falls far from the tree. That's no. why if you ever see an apple store, there's a tree near it. Just saying. <laughs> Because of all the squirrels throwing apples everywhere. So, you know, uh, we didn't want to go too advanced. But I think in the UK market, if you've got an apartment or something, the high tech kind of Amazon stroke, yeah. simply safe stuff, that works really well for mm. an apartment. But I think as a tree house or a home or a stately home or a mansion or, or, a, or, castle. or, or a castle, <laughs> uh, all the things are quite a lot like a tree house. Mm. Uh, you need something a bit more pro. Mm especially in the Midlands. We've got loads of castles and stately homes and trees. Um, but <laughs> RJ, which is Rich's company, RJ Bergelhams, Rich was a matter-of-fact guy. He was really cool. One thing I loved about Rich, because yeah. I know he's listening right now, because he, he was basically a condition. We'll have your alarm if you listen to our podcast. <laughs> and, and there Rich, was no exchange. This is... A <laughs> this but is I want to say this because Rich was he's a decent lad yeah. he's very cool uh, quite a young lad which I like because mm. that means he's tech savvy mm -hmm. like an ancient person uh, or an oak tree as I like to call mm -hmm. not very tech savvy oak trees and Rich he explained everything thoroughly went through the whole thing got it secured very quick he, he did his job great and his product knowledge was amazing but basically what I liked about him is that he went through everything 300 times yeah 
as if I was a granddad, <laughs> which I appreciate. Yeah. Because you, you were know, sleep deprived as well. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I were... got so excited that I didn't sleep for three <laughs> days. And I, I was really excited by having an alarming treehouse. The same can be said with Jack. Jack came up, fitted the CCTV, which is great because we're actually going to release it as a TV show. It's going to be called Backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, is all it your this, favorite channel? It is my favorite channel because if you film it, it's actually pretty much what YouTube's throwing out these days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we can actually do one better than YouTube and unbox in our garden through the CCTV. When I say garden, it's really a forest because we're in a treehouse. But anyway, just a big thanks to Jack, Rich, and Jimmy. Check them out, guys. Yeah. If you're in the UK and you're in the Midlands specifically and you, uh, you just moved house or uh, you live in a castle or stately home, as I said, uh, yeah, check them out. They're very, very good, very helpful, very thorough. They know their, their product very well. Mm. Yeah, great. We might have them here one day. Yeah. Talk everything about security because there's a lot of stories you can tell. Mm. Uh, you got to be careful. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> you might... <laughs> You might give too much away, you know. Like, <laughs> well, I was uh, thinking, I mean, security is kind of links to martial arts as well in terms of, you know, defense and knowing points yeah, of entry. Yeah, one of the best martial arts you can ever have is a siren on your head. So if someone attacks you, it just goes off. No. No one knows what to do with it. But um, what I'm going to say is like, yeah, they're just really cool. So we start our, well, we've been away for two weeks. So it was kind of a, a week ago that this all transpired. Mm-hmm. Um very cool. It is great. It's just great uh, reassurance to know that our treehouse is secure because mm-hmm. you never want to leave a unsecure treehouse. No, not with those pesky well, squirrels. You've got loads of apple stuff and uh, some bananas <laughs> and the squirrels are just going to get them. I actually have some dried apples right here. I know, yeah. You've been eating snack. apples like crazy. <laughs> anyway, so um, we had our security done. We've been building furniture quite a lot. Uh, cabinets. Uh, I built a cabinet. So I've got a foreign secretary in place. <laughs> uh, i got the, the health minister. There is a new cabinet There's, elsewhere. There, there is a entire new, um, you don't want to use the word regime. You use the word administration, administration which sounds a lot more so bureaucratic, boring. doesn't it? <laughs> so boring. The, the admin of the USA has changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got a new president, President Biden. Yep. Good old Joe. Uh Good morning, Cup of Joe. He's doing a good job at completely doing away with everything that Trump did. In fact, I was reading just before we started this that he's uh, recently had a phone call with Boris. All right. Uh, our Boris. Yes. Not just a random <laughs> Boris. <laughs> just just, just Boris the old the tennis road. player Boris. Uh, <laughs> that and Mexico, which is his two primary forgiveness phone calls, I feel. Forgiveness Yeah, phone for, calls. on behalf of the USA. Oh. Phone Boris and say... Really sorry you had to deal with that yeah. guy. And then phone Mexico and apologize profusely. Sorry about the wall. Well, I'm not <laughs> sure if the wall can, what would you do with a wall? Like wrap it all up and make a statue? I think the wall's got to stay. Yeah. Makes sense. But I think that the overall policies that mm. they had for allowing Mexicans yeah. into the USA was a little bit stark. It's 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 kind of a rock and a hard place, right? Yeah, right. Because um, the right wing has always had that kind of voice in America being very much, we've got to secure our own borders and be our own people mm-hmm. and raise up from capitalism, all this stuff. But I think Joe is proven in, in it's only been a week ish, mm. you know? Um, but I think he's proving already the sigh of relief that everyone has, you know, actually having yeah. worldwide 
because number one, you got a guy that's literally doing a job now, mm-hmm. right? Which is actually quite refreshing, mm-hmm. but it's also sifting through all of the nonsense that we've had to deal with. It's a very typical thing, you know, politics, someone comes out, someone comes in, change everything, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But um, I think this time is an, uh, it's almost like an extension of Christmas, really. It sounds weird, but it's like Joe Biden is doing for America what Thanksgiving represents in America, where he's reforging the bonds and trying to be positive. It feels quite warming, you know. Next to that, though, you've got this horror story called the uh, coronavirus, lockdowns, unilaterally around the world, uh, death rates and all of this stuff in the news. So I don't want to get too deep into the news, into the general news. We've covered it forever. Uh, We know we're on a lockdown. We know that Europe's having struggles with the Brexit situation Mm -hmm. and everyone's having issues with delaying uh, transport and the government's now telling everyone to set up businesses just so you can transport stuff. (laughs) It's all a little bit nuts. I I, I will say this, folks. We've been focused on the Trump stuff. We've been focused on a a lot of obvious news stuff. I don't really feel like there's too much to plow into. Mm -hmm. America, I feel, is in a healing period. Yeah. Um, Quiet time, everyone. I think we shouldn't really speculate on Brexit until things are normal. Mm -hmm. I think that's just responsible to do that because everything is so abnormal. (laughs) When squirrels are stealing your computers, for example. So unfair. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy times. So I don't really want to comment on that. You could have a laugh with Brexit and Mm. say... It's confused everyone, and it's made yeah. Europe a lot stronger. I will say that there's some interesting things happening on the fringe of news in the UK. Okay. Uh, Scotland is trying to rally up for a second referendum. Oh. Ireland is having a public poll to see if Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland should be one island. <gasps> Ooh. Of which they, if the public say, yeah, yeah, then they might issue a referendum in the next five years. Interesting. It's funny because theming that around Joe Biden being Irish, um, to be sure. (laughs) I like the idea that we're having that conversation about island independence. Yeah. And I think, I think that Ireland would be far suited to being an independent state, Mm. northern turning into southern, uh, sort of becoming the republic, the whole nation of ireland I it's nice say. to be united only to the point where i think they'll actually be a better ally for us right i think we'd be all a lot closer if we get rid of the histories yeah and and the darkness because it's all dark mm-hmm. and so i kind of feel like that would be a cool thing mm. and i think it should be a people poll yeah and i think it should be a referendum for the people yeah scotland it's difficult because half of me is like I love the Scottish people so much that I hate the fact that Westminster's kind of totally eclipsed them for so long. I would incorporate the north of the UK as a whole, northern England, Scotland, and Wales has been completely neglected Mm. by London. London, yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the Queen is a, is a, a, you know, has direct links to Scotland, her mother and stuff. So it's awkward. Politically speaking, I I feel like the way you could stop the referendum is allowing, like I've said before, mm-hmm. Scotland to have central politics. To have switch. a say. Yeah. So it's almost like it leaves Westminster, goes to Edinburgh, and then it bounces to mm-hmm. Cardiff, and you switch the government 
headquarters. We should be thinking like that in this time and, and, and day and time because yeah. the UK is a special place where we have got other countries incorporated into our state. Mm-hmm. And, and realistically, I know this is going to bore a lot of people, but realistically, I just think if you did the kind of world tour of the UK, within the UK, if that makes sense. So you get up, you go to uh, Scotland, you head over to Wales. Eventually, you can have negotiations and hold uh, really close ties with Ireland. Mm-hmm. The whole thing just makes sense. But well, why is it having to be stuck in the Houses of Parliament? It, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Everything's televised. If anything, this coronavirus period has told us how little we need buildings. Or how little we actually need to physically be at a meeting. Sure. Zoom, I mean, in the future, know? it'll all be virtual reality. Exactly. And even politicians won't be real. They'll be augmented <laughs> AI. And we'll all be talking to them. They'll be better looking. You could create your own prime minister. Mm-hmm. Be a new avatar. They yeah. could be a lizard person. <laughs> and that makes sense of everyone's conspiracies <laughs> in Texas. But all I'm saying is, I don't know why Texas. It's not their thing. It's, no. it's mostly California. Uh, no, it's not California. It's, it's probably Nebraska. I'm just going to get myself into trouble. The point is... Yeah, we've got to get futuristic. Mm-hmm. If anything, uh, politicians right now look stale. They yeah. look super stale. I will say Joe Biden, considering his age, has become one of the most hip central figures in the world right now mm. by being correct, by being <laughs> loving, by being kind, by being human. Yeah, it's It seems radically a departure from uh, Darth Vader, I mean Donald Trump. So <laughs> what we're dealing with is um, these fringe political arguments. And I would hate that the divide in Ireland separates Ireland further from the UK Mm. and Scotland divides from us. Because no one needs this division. We've got to change the conversation. I think the only way you can reach out to the Scottish National Party and say, look, we'll change it so we can regulate so you get your you, you know almost a senate structure or something there's got to be something we can do it would be a very rubbish senate structure with three nations but, <laughs> well four if you include northern ireland unless northern ireland becomes ireland but we've got to do something because this political this whole, reform yeah because of some sort westminster is you can see by if i don't know if anyone is in europe or the world looking into the uk right now mm-hmm. and again I know there's people listening to right now who are going to go to sleep, and I hope I give you some sleep. It's been trying <laughs> times, folks. Hopefully you'll just go to sleep and then come back to us when I get over this little hill of politics. But, you know, we've got to think that it can't go on like this. We've yeah. just seen the insanity of the USA. Yeah. We've seen it strongly in Hong we've Kong. We've been divided for so long now. Let's it needs, come together. It all needs a change. It needs yeah. a transformation where it really represents people and there's no divide. And I think in the coronavirus situation, London has really set the tempo for the entire nation. Mm-hmm. So if something crazy is happening in London, then yeah. everyone's involved. Yeah. That it gives this illusion to politicians that the whole UK looks like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people who, when we had the tier system, are living in a, a village yeah. with like three people and a bunch of sheep, yep. which is a typical British village. Mm-hmm. Three people, bunch of sheep, castle, stately home, mm-hmm. treehouse. Uh, you got to have them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Church. Um Ninja Dojo, they're all there. Uh, post office. That's how we define an English village. <laughs> okay. um, uh, sorcery shop, uh, wizard academy, all of that. Uh, and basically, they're in serious lockdown. Mm-hmm. So they fall into this 
borderline. It it just feels like no one really knows what they're doing. Yeah. The whole thing's a mess. But, you know, it's been eclectic. And mm-hmm. to batch it all together has been an, a, a logistic nightmare. Yeah. Which it's going to haunt politics for 10, 10 to for 20 years yeah. after all of this. And I feel like it's about time we have to change the game. Because mm-hmm. we, if we want to stay united as a kingdom, which I, I always think is a Disney version of Great Britain, the United Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the other place in Florida that you can go to. Magic <laughs> Kingdom, River, County, United Kingdom. Yeah, it's all there. Um, but basically, I feel like for us to go forward, there's got to be some kind of acknowledgement of all our territory, because mm. there isn't. And I think... We, we've said it, but you need real people in politics. You need someone that actually understands the UK to run the UK mm-hmm. as opposed to someone who's been, you know, entitled and separated yeah. forever and has this, you know, high position looking down on everyone, which is why I'm confident in people like Nicola Sturgeon, the SNP, because she's not unlike Alejandra in the, in the USA. She's she's a wee bit older, mm-hmm. but she's someone that represents reality. She's not someone who's disjointed. Mm. I don't think you could actually have someone disjointed in Scotland in the mm. political fray. I think people are a lot more Very real. real yeah. yeah. And it's the same with like Liverpool and, and Manchester. Yeah. <coughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, Manchester. Just, just allergic. I have this dry heaving issue when I say the word. Um, but basically, just like Northern areas, uh, York and places like this, when you need something to materialize, when something is needed in these areas, it's very like their hospitals are in disrepair and everything's backlisted and mm. it's all got to change. We've, we've got to get some kind of equality going on, Yeah, you know, and it's it's sad because frankly speaking from the British perspective, if you're American or if you're European or if you're Russian or if you're African right now, listen to this podcast and you're going, what's the UK really like? Mm -hmm. The UK really starts in places like Liverpool, Manchester, New York. Sorry. (laughs) I had that as a delayed reaction, but um, it starts in, in cities like that. Yeah. You know, that's the classic UK template. Yeah. And they've never really changed in, in greatest ways. They've evolved. Mm -hmm. They've got some great stuff happening now of course nothing's happening right this <laughs> second no. but they've evolved i mean liverpool won the city of culture yes which we all gasped at there's a are, are they building a new soundstage or something over there they're building a film studio yeah right? yeah yeah but i mean glasgow has a film studio now mm. and has a lot of film commission yes. in scotland and it's like these little things like glasgow's had tons of money poured into it mm-hmm. to revolve like evolve the place mm-hmm and make it like world-class city you know yeah. which again is if you ever found a train spotting <laughs> i mean just go 20 years ago it wasn't yeah it was terrifying yeah which is part of its charm mm. to us british people <laughs> it's you <know>? different <laughs> yeah but the, scotland the accent is really heavy well yeah scotland's got loads this is another thing scottish yeah. accents there's loads of them I know. there's regional scottish accents like there's regional welsh accents and uh english accents sometimes i don't understand them it's great it's great it's great (laughs) culture and i think it also shows this is what i wanted to highlight about ireland it Mm. also shows the links we have yeah because liverpool the accent is based probably on the fact that there's so many irish running through it yeah most of the um sort of scousers Mm. have irish descent which actually twins them to manchester Mm. i've taken my medication so i don't react (laughs) But they both have a very similar 
historical link, yeah. you see. And so you get that cross. I mean, even Birmingham does. And so you get this cross-pollination of different Celtic kind of influences. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't feel like we can separate mm. our cultures. I mean, I, I love the Republic of Ireland. I've gone all, all the way around it, just around it. Just around it? On a map with a pen. <laughs> uh, no, we, we did a fly. Well, we didn't even fly. We drove, went in a ferry and went to Ireland. Right. And we did the whole thing. We went peninsula to peninsula kind okay. of deal. Uh, started in Dublin, ended up in Dublin. Right. Weirdly, uh, we just went down and then came back. <laughs> Very small place. <laughs> no, but Ireland is, it's beautiful, but mm. it's still us. Yeah. It's still our culture. I mean, you, you don't want to say that to too many Irish people are really proud. Right? There's a shared history, though. It's more than that. It's almost like the um, banter culture is the same. Yeah. Schooling is the same. Mm -hmm. Sense of humor mm -hmm. is the same. The visual side of Ireland is similar. Yeah um it's also integrated most irish built at this country let's be honest <laughs> the irish came here and were treated very unfairly yeah built a lot of our stuff even to recent years we're in the coal mines and stuff so mm. there's this kind of weird shared history i mean america has it too with the irish yeah you know so it's like one of them's president you know so hey. at this point we've all got to kind of been like hey let's celebrate the fact that we're all integrated, yeah. really. I don't know why we're so proud to define ourselves as territorial. I'm this or I'm not that. Well, yeah. England's the worst for it. Mm -hmm. I think worse than any other part of the UK. Because say if you're from like London, yeah, then you're literally anything north of the territory of yeah. Greater London is the is, north. Is the north, yeah, and to it, we're all like fairy tale characters yeah. or like you still live with, with dragons and stuff yeah of course we do you know it's and all then even within london they've got like their territories are you north of the river well, it's east end river? west end yeah south of the thames <laughs> exactly but this is like i mean you see it in football all the time yeah. like uh, the u.s is constantly like you watch a lot of podcasts right or listen to our news reports and everyone's talking about this resurgence of tribal culture yeah but we're not big enough to have them, and mm. yet we're possibly the fiercest advocates of tribal culture. You mm. just see in football, like I said. The passion. <laughs> I mean, this is one thing I'll say to all Americans listening right now. You think you're into sports. Yeah. And I get that because mm -hmm. you like your football teams mm -hmm. and you like your basketball teams, but really you just celebrate success. So if you're from Minnesota, you're very, you don't really care a lot about the Vikings, to be honest, if the Cowboys are steamrolling the Super Bowl. You're with them. Mm. That's the American spirit of this stuff. Sometimes you get very passionate. Yeah. There's like teams like Philadelphia, Chicago's got teams where it's mm -hmm. passion, right? And the rivalry is intense and everything. But it's nothing like here. Yeah, but here it's like every single club has that. Well, I'm just Big, gonna small, I'm just gonna whatever. explain like in football, yeah. for example, real football, not like throw throw a ball that's not even a ball. Soccer. It's not even shaped football. like a ball. It's rugby with helmets. <laughs> Territorial games is what I call American football. You're just gaining territory. Yeah. It's like chess with a lot of steroids. Um, but basically, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making it. I love it. It's a Sounds great like sport. War. But it's you know it's it, to say like soccer is ridiculous. Football, right? Because we're actually kicking the ball with our feet. Hence the okay, name. Okay. It's very yes. obvious. We're yes. quite thick in this country. We need something obvious like netball. What you do in netball, you There's put a, a ball in a net. That's what you do. Basketball, same. It's easy. 
So what I'm trying to say is, here people are fans, classically when I was a kid, if say like, I mean local to where we are right now, Aston Villa goes up against Birmingham City, mm-hmm. when they were both in the Premier League, there was literally deaths after a game. People yeah. would be knifing each other to death. You know, <sighs> it was it was bad. Scary. Yeah. yeah. So when we say there's a historical hatred in rivalry mm. with us and Liverpool, say, and Manchester. <clears throat> Sorry, it's back. Manchester United, preferably. Mm. Not City so much until recently. But when you have that kind of rivalry, it's extremely vicious. Mm. like really bitter okay it can mellow i think the younger mellowing it out two degrees no one's dying at matches as much thank god but say like champions league you had roma at liverpool and unfortunately someone was fatally stabbed after the match yeah you know and this is european versus an english club that's a big problem and you get some racism issues oh it's big like if you see um euros here we have two major we got the world cup which everyone knows mm-hmm. include america because you know celebrate success and the euros and the euros are every european team and it is as exciting as the world cup but it's centered around europe like they've got CONCACAF for the americas and they've got the african cup which is the most entertaining by a non because there's no rules it's no. almost like you can come in with a what? machete and just chop no. off the ref's arm. It's like the African League uh, <laughs> National African Cup is absolutely amazing for those. Like the goalkeepers are doing crazy stuff. Like they'll run out, grab the ball and smack someone in the face with it. Like it's it's interesting. Um, it's like African rules football, like Aussie rules. Aussie rules. Yeah. But in European stuff or the World Cup, it's funny because if you're a nation like America and Brazil and Argentina... All of these nations, they've got a lot of players in the European leagues. Mm. So they'll know that almost the entire block of Europe hates <laughs> England, mm. hates the England football team, mm. hates them. All the refs hate them. Yeah. The fans particularly hate them. And we've had this bad rep of sending all of our escaped convicts, I mean, football hooligans, to watch the world cup or the european cups yeah, in the classically it's like having the fbi's most wanted list because yeah. like literally english fans who are like the hooligan culture are on these lists and they can't enter the country mm-hmm. it's interesting wow. right so it's that bad that's almost like a precursor to brexit <laughs> it's well in a sense it mm. almost heightens why brexit's almost a joke yeah you know yeah but it's kind of like this culture and this is like Americans, I know a lot of my American friends, like especially who are just getting into football because there's been, you know, when Beckham went over to LA and stuff yeah. like this. There was a spotlight. Changed the, mm-hmm. the way the, the uh, America received football. The Mexican, Latino Americans always love football, yeah. right? Mexicans teams really good. Mm-hmm. South American teams are world beaters, you yeah. know? So it's like there's always been the energy in Latino America that football's a big deal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you're getting all of these things like this Iceland thing where Iceland suddenly becomes this cult hero yeah. in the last European Cup and the World Cup. Japan, more recently, mm-hmm. has this glorious time in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely phenomenal. <sighs> South Korea, so raising profile. So it really is the Olympics of sport as far as the attention. So mm-hmm. speaking of which, hopefully Tokyo will still be going on with the Olympics. Yeah. I saw that it should be happening in like what six months or so. Who knows? If all goes well. I mean, 
we'll, we'll, I'll put a pin in that. But mm. just to finish the football thing, I'm just trying to explain to America, you know, you think this division that you've just had in Capitol Hill is bad. Mm. You should go to a football match. In England. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. Same thing. Um, just to, just to, you know, just and kill it. I'm not it. sure if that's even an understatement. No, 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 no. I don't think it is. <laughs> no. Um, but like, you know, it's very passionate. And so obviously it is, it's funny because Donk, your cousin, my, my brother, cause he's more related to me than you. I've just made that up. Um, but basically <laughs> his friends in Chicago have just been getting into football. So mm. they're all like a lot of things it's translated old. So they're into teams that used to be pretty significant yeah. Chelsea and all this. They're still okay teams, but they're nothing compared to what's going on currently. So they're all glory supporters, like I said, support and success. Mm-hmm. They don't have a clue about the rivalries. Yeah, no. So <laughs> when I'm saying like, you know, people follow success in the USA, I don't mean disrespect with that. They do. That's mm-hmm. how the culture You can is. have more than one team that you support. There's, you know? there's no real loyalty. Yeah. If this Whereas guy's here... winning the Super Bowl and your team, say if you're like a Washington supporter... Mm-hmm. And say like the Miami Dolphins are in the Super Bowl that year, and your team isn't. People leap and they yeah. get they rally between whoever, you know. And, and they've got weird things like World Series in baseball between Canada and America. It's a bit like IHOP. <laughs> it's only international to two places. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but you know, for us, it's intense. I think when the World Cup is on, the intensity for wishing that your team will do well mm. nationally speaking throughout all of Europe. Yeah is more significant than the Olympics. Yeah. It's more a, significant. The World Cup always brings a lot of passion. It's the European Cup and the World Cup. Mm. And if you are, I've, I've had the experience of Spain mm-hmm. where I accidentally started a riot by telling <laughs> the English fans where the Argentinian bar was and the Argentinian fans where the English guys were going to be. <laughs> and it kicked off a full-scale riot oh my in the gosh. southern coast of Spain when I was a kid. Why? Because Why it was hilarious, and I wanted to be in the papers. Oh, and I was. I was the architect. Advocate. I was the architect of carnage. <laughs> no one died, but it was in the papers. It was that mad. But like mm. I'm saying, you know, this division thing is from tribal culture. Yes, we're right. Our party's right. Our team is right. Our nationalisation's right. We're right. You're wrong. It's a bit caveman mentality. The it's, tribal. Thing. It's something that. It, come, it comes from a place of protection, I think. I, I, I think it's actually because everything... Um, we're in a situation where life is literally the blandest it's been. Mm. Because no one can really do a lot, mm. you know? You wouldn't have had that in World War Two. Yeah. It's almost indicating this, this is a very modern crisis, this coronavirus situation. Because there's so much free time. And there's so much free time to explore stuff and see perspectives and read about junk and see all of this social media chaos. And what I think it's done, especially in the last year in the USA, is you've had this almost passionate football support for Trump. Mm. Cult personality, right? Gotcha. And so there's so much time to perpetuate. It started, I think it started in principle five years ago when he ran for office and so many people were so anti him that people went anti the people anti him yeah. just to be trolls. Yeah, just to react. And those guys, the guys who saw at Capitol Hill. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but there's also this situation yeah. where there's like, finally, our team's winning, yeah. you feel. And revolution is such an interesting one because you have a near coup that's literally been born from lies mm-hmm. and, and literally nothing substantial. And yet 
it rattles everyone to like, oh, we could win this. Mm. We could win this. This is our gold medal. This is our achievement, mm. you know? And it's so hard to get out of that. That's what I'm saying. A division. And honestly, just saying to America, it is like that in football. Yeah. It is like that. It's a bloodbath. Yeah. And so you, you know, you get there and then you sort of win the trophy and you're kind of like, meh, got to do it again. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's, it's been a very weird time in this pandemic because obviously the, the, um, sensibility is that this is non-live it's closed doors and it, it's such a weird thing to go through. Mm. So U S sports, I think at one or two points in history, especially basketball recently, the NBA, got that heated you actually saw this kind of passion mm -hmm. that has never been there where fans start beating each other up in the stands and <gasps> really? stuff yeah 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 wow it was big a couple of years but and that's the evolution of america this is where you all know you're european mm. descent because the <laughs> yeah. brazilians don't do this some of the south america like uh colombia colombia notoriously was um back in this sort of 90s was a terrifying club to play for right because if you lost the match you yeah. you could get shot you could get a hit yeah. yeah it was it was bad right yeah. so latino america knows this yeah kind of tribal Life or state. death sports yeah and it's interesting when you're in california to see how latino supporters uh mostly mexican percentage gotta be honest but they're very chill with it mm. You know, they're, they're, it's as far as FIFA and their clubs and no one's killing each other. It's it's great to see that. But this is why I think that, you know, Trump's alliteration and his speeches and all of this stuff, it created this tribal culture that yeah. we'd really call the Premier League <laughs> uh, in the UK. Uh, oh, yeah. Dear. Yeah. Lionel Messi got his first red card in his career. Really? Recently. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm. What did he do? It's one of these interesting things in sports because okay. Lionel Messi, my opinion, the best footballer ever. And I know Cristiano Ronaldo comes up in conversation. Mm. The reason I say Messi over Ronaldo is that Ronaldo has become a really, really exceptional world-class player by effort. Mm -hmm. Lionel Messi almost seems to have been built to be a football prodigy because mm. he had dwarfism and it was fixed in Barcelona. Right. And so there is no body like him. Yeah. Like this guy has a ball. It's glued to his feet. It's so unreal when you see what he can do and what he's done. If you just watch a messy highlight reel, mm. I think, and I don't, I shouldn't say this because he used to play for United, but Cristiano Ronaldo is very close mm. in the conversation. But I always think Messi is a little bit beyond him mm. only because you will never see that kind of skill yeah. again. It just won't occur. Yeah. Whereas Ronaldo, I think people could get there. Sure. Like yeah. if they, if they go to the gym. Hard work and yeah. Yeah, effort. Whereas maybe. Uh, maybe it's hard to say, <laughs> but obviously the conversation with Messi is, is he as good as Maradona? Because they're both Argentinian. He's better, way better, <laughs> okay. way better than Maradona. For a start, he doesn't have to handball a goal in yeah. to beat England. Okay. I think he could probably do it on his own. Uh, but Messi first red card in his career. And this is a typical La Liga kind of, if you're in Spain right now, apologize, but this is how dramatic football gets in Spain. His lawyers were like trying to appeal really? this group of, yeah, it was so controversial that Messi got a red card yeah. that everyone just kind of comes Whoa. out all, yeah, like a legal battle yeah. the size of, I don't know, 
It's like the O.J. Simpson stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it, that's what I'm He's saying. Untouchable before that. You know, like that's the thing that's really, really contrasting. Like in in the English sport of the game, there are super clubs, like phenomenally invested clubs, yeah. like tons of money. Mm-hmm. But when you've got La Liga, like Barcelona, Real Madrid, this is like the diva. This is like having Gucci run a football team. Yeah, right. Even if it's an American football franchise. If you had Gucci Giants or something in New York, it'd be, it's kind of a little bit drama. Mm. It's like going to see the opera at night. (laughs) But um, anyway, interesting stuff. So I'm just putting that all in a nutshell. Joe Biden, voice of calm, coming across the Irish thing. Very cool. We really got to kind of understand that we're cross-Celtic here. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. So, yeah, so that's that. We've lost our first home game. Just to close football down. First home game we've lost at Anfield in the Premier League for four years. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. No one cares. Commiserations? Well, it is what it is. Messi got a red card. How far is over? (laughs) It is what it is. But yeah, so that's all of that crazy stuff. Uh, going to the Olympics because I did put the pin. I'm pulling the pin out like that. Okay. Uh, football is in the Olympics. It is basketball. Uh, American football isn't. Mm. Not surprised. <laughs> Could be one day because there's a European league that did start right. because of all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Do you think it'll be behind closed doors? Because that was something that came up. I is going on. I I well, I'm feeling sorry. For Japan right now, mm. all right, because the logistics of running the Olympics right now, I don't even fathom how you could do it. No, because like all of the air channels, which seems like radio that you have at a really big height, they're all shut down. Mm. Borders are shutting down. Yep. Apparently, we've got new variants coming out every week. You know, it's like the uh, cornflakes freebie that you throw out new coronavirus strain uh everyone's got their own strain it seems we're all strained because we're we're, we're fed up of it uh but basically Mm. like if you look at it kind of in a perspective of say everyone gets the vaccination great Mm. but then you've got to host something where the world comes to it yeah and you it it feels to me that by the time the olympics is set up there's probably going to be a month of clearance in the world yeah to get everyone to Japan. Yeah. And then you could have a third spike or a super variant. It, it feels like the pandemic narrative is ruining any hope for the Olympics. However, you got the Olympic committee saying, oh, it's definitely happening. Yeah. Tokyo and the head honchos running Japan have basically been like, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Do we have yeah, to? Yeah, because they're having problems. Yeah, and... but it, this is really cruel in a way. Japan's yes. only opened its doors for like 70 years. Mm-hmm. Kind of a deal to the to foreign, for us, foreign barbarians. It's only <laughs> opened the door for 70 years, right? And when you consider that this event, it's, it's hosted the uh, Olympics in the past, Tokyo yeah. has, but when you consider that this event is coming right after the pandemic, would you really want to host it? Yeah. This is one of those times where, sure, it's a massive economy boost. Mm-hmm. It's great, you know, but really, would you want to have the world turn up after all this? So I would say a bit like giving Scotland and Wales and, you know, Ireland more kudos in politics. And we know the North finally is something more than the North. Yeah, It's the similar thing to say 
closed door Olympics would be the sensible route to go. Mm. And the saddest thing is when you're the athletes that have been training for this. Yeah, like your whole life, essentially. Wow, it's it's, it's, some people are going to finish their careers off. Yep. Some people might not be able to because it's been delayed a year Mm -hmm. and they were planning on doing this last year and they're too old now. Some people might be, you you know, some people might turn up there and they're exhausted because they've had to expand their training sessions Mm -hmm. and regimes. Who knows? That's a career, a whole career based on that one event. Yeah, I I think there's two ways you do this. There's, you can have it in uh, closed doors. Mm. Thing is, you can't control the international athletes. Because they're all going to be in close proximity. It's yeah. not like a football team where you can put them all in the bubble. Yeah, but it's, 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 it limits it, though. So. Massively. Unless you, like, separate and socially distance a lot of these events mm. as well. Can you imagine? Like, everyone's running in a different track. The mood's going to be entirely meters. different if, It's, if it's very that. strange logistically. Mm. Logistically, it's a total nightmare. Yeah. Um, you could just eliminate all of this there's a sonic versus mario olympics tie-in game <laughs> that's been running for the last couple of them uh you just play that on a, a, a wii or a switch okay or a wii u or a uh, wii u jimmy <laughs> which is a scottish wii u or a uh playstation 5 uh-huh. if you ever get no, one. the olympics will have one for sure <laughs> yeah by then mm. perhaps but you could esports the whole thing so you just play the video game equivalent Gosh. and no one has to leave and everyone can watch it. Be the same thing. I don't know. Mm. That would be such a downer. That would be like, that would be the worst Olympics ever. But you know, I, who knows? Six months in this current situation could yep. look like a different planet. Yeah. It just feels to me like a logistics nightmare. I would, I would not like to be the host nation. No. And I feel sorry particularly for Japan because they've had... While we were even out there, you know, mm-hmm. 2019 closing that out, they had a super typhoon. Yep. You know, like there's so much going on all the time. Yeah. Earthquakes. But you just, yeah, you just feel like, I don't know. They had the Rugby World Cup when we were there too. Yeah. So it's almost like, I don't know, maybe you could just forget about it this time around. I don't know. Because Osaka is going to have the World Expo. Yes. And that's coming up. That's like next year. Because we've missed a year, haven't we? Yeah. So it's always like, it's all a <laughs> yep, bit weird. Last year never happened. <laughs> yeah, but the, the Winter Olympics are going to be in Korea. Right. So if you wanted a new career, that's where you go. Uh, what? A, it's a, career. a new career? Yeah. I was a career advisor once. I told a lot of people <laughs> to have soul food. It's pretty good. What? Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's that. Yeah. So the Olympics, tough. Uh, speaking of sports and other general, kind of... McGregor lost his UFC comeback oh, fight. Where's uh, he from? Where's Conor McGregor from? <laughs> Take three guesses. Don't say Glasgow. He's from Dublin. He's from He's Dublin. Ireland. He's That's Ireland's what I thought. Proud. That's what I thought. He's the best thing to happen to Ireland since, uh, I don't know, Father Ted. He's got a lot of um, <laughs> I <love Ireland>. fire. <laughs> Conor McGregor, and it's so sad to see this because he's kind of going the way Rousey went, Ronda Rousey, the yeah. UFC. You've got one loss uh, with uh, Khabib, who pretty much battered him. Mm. Um, it was close, but the this, this submission styles crucified him. Right. He spent loads of time out building up the Floyd Mayweather thing, which he lost. Yes. And oh, now yeah. he's, he, it's, it's going to be tough now. Like, does he bounce back and have another crack? 
It's hard with sports, though, isn't it? It's like you know, if you if you lose that top spot, then you pretty much never get a chance again. Well, the the thing with Conor McGregor, and I do want to stipulate that my nieces might be listening. Don't look him up, Becky and Jess, because if you look him up, there's nothing PG about Conor McGregor. <laughs> His ultimate fighting championship. This is the bit you turn off. You can listen to all my other nonsense <laughs> about the Olympics, but this now that you've off. said it, yeah. Though. <laughs> so Conor McGregor, for the other people who are not too you know, consider it to their children or don't care. <laughs> um, he's made a career for the UFC where he put it on the map in a very different way. Yeah. He's almost like the Muhammad Ali of the UFC because he's all mouth. Right. But then he backs it up. Mm. And for Ireland, he's Michael Jordan. So mm. he, he's as significant to the UFC as Michael Jordan was to basketball. Right, yeah. And to watch him... I don't want to say he's burning out. Mm. Connor's bounced back before. Mm. He's, he's shocked you. But it would be sad if this literally is now the run yeah. that his, his losing streak is going to contain his career. I would say join pro wrestling. Mm. He could. There's yeah. been rumors about it for years and years and years that he would because he was interested. Yeah. His whole entrance walk that he does, the stride, yeah, yeah, yeah. is Vince McMahon's entrance. Oh, okay. So he literally did that as a kind of homage. Yeah, right. Only the Irish word, which is potato. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, they love me in Ireland. They love me. <sighs> they love me more when I leave it. But I love Ireland. Mm. It's a great place. I want to go. It's a beautiful place. It's one of the most beautiful places on the planet. The beyond mayor doubt. of Dublin, I believe, is a Chinese Irish. Yeah, Chinese yeah. immigrant, which is ironic. Oh, she was born in Dublin, I think. But yeah. um, her family's from Hong Kong. Yeah, which is great, right? Yeah, it's cool. She's been doing a lot of good stuff. Yeah. They make their politicians in China now. <laughs> Just saying. But Dublin, yeah. Dublin, like, to speak Conor McGregor, it's sad. Hope, hope he'll bounce back. Mm -hmm. Really do. Hope he comes back, knocks someone out. Brilliant. Back to the Conor we love. He's an interesting if character. Not, he's got every option under the mm -hmm. sun waiting for him. He can do anything. I agree. He could be a... Well, he's done films and series. He's done cameos and stuff. He's, he's a great personality like yeah. he is significantly our icon of times sure there's lewis hamilton who's rapidly becoming a class of his own mostly his car gotta be honest uh <laughs> joking his car's made better than anyone else's just saying <laughs> no nah, he's you know you got to be a good driver it's mm, not just mm. about the car but it's mostly about the car uh <laughs> conor mcgregor <laughs> conor mcgregor is an icon in the usc put it on the map change the game amazing so you'd hope, and I hope, he bounces back and he mm -hmm. comes back and there's a bit more to him. Otherwise, you know, you can't really fault his career. It's been incredible. Yeah. We just miss him. The promos and just the cockiness. <laughs> it's just so funny. But yeah, so putting Dublin back in the thing, Dublin, I was going to say, one of the most amazing cities. I, I went to the RDS Arena to watch Metallica and I think I said that in episode two. It's been that long. Uh, we're now at 90, so I mentioned it that much, but I was there to watch um, Metallica, the RDS. It was like their warm-up for Reading and Leeds Festival, which mm -hmm. is a yearly thing. It still is, but it was it used to be bigger than it is now, and right. it not doesn't exist right now. <laughs> no, uh, it's on TV right now. Exists, yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, I'd been to Dublin with my folks, but this is the first time I'd gone uh, as a grown-up myself without the restrictions of parents. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And it is one of the most incredible experiences because it's got that kind of fantasy, old school, medieval thing. Right. But there's also this huge modernistic swing to it. And it's coastal. Mm. And it is open when it's open. And this is summer. And so the weather's great. And uh, it was just open. Like all of the bars are seemingly like you just do this one big walk and you go into all the nice. bars of Dublin. Yeah. But it's it's one of the most amazing cities this planet has. It really You're is. You're making me want to go now. But I'm hoping, uh, hopefully, uh, everyone gets to go at some Can't point. Can't go anywhere. I'd love Ireland <laughs> to host the Olympics. That would be incredible. Dublin. Wow, that... That would be would amazing. Would that be possible? Yeah, it would be possible. You'd have, you to do, the... you'd have to use a lot of... You'd have to build a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, um... God, even if this is another thing why not make the olympics humble mm. like the highland games mm. you know like in scotland where you just throw things and stuff <laughs> and, and get angry a lot and <laughs> shout at sheep and stuff uh that's the highland games at least that's that's my take of it uh you basically reenact braveheart first section of the highland games and you throw big tree trunks uh, they call them cabers. You drink a lot of iron brew and uh, you get drunk after that and play the bagpipes. Brilliant. Uh, and it's really high. So the altitude, you got to do all of that high altitude because it's the Highland Games, not the what? Lowland Games. And Ireland hosting the Olympics, what a great idea. It could totally do it. Yeah. It could totally do it. The whole of Ireland. It's a matter of money and logistics. They'd be great at the um, horse races and stuff there, you know. In fact, you could twin a lot of it uh, outsourced to Manchester and Liverpool mm, yeah. as backups because it doesn't have to be in London. The UK right? doesn't treat them yeah. like they should be treated. Let's be honest; like yeah. the Westminster politicians don't treat them. Maybe you should have the Celtic unification. So yeah, Wales, that would be cool. Scotland, and Ireland host the Olympics. Yeah. See, brilliant Great time. See, I should run for. Uh, I should run from an office forever. I don't ever want to work in an office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I ever was voted in as prime minister, I'd mm -hmm. never work in an office. Mm -hmm. It'd be like, I wouldn't live in 10 Downing Street. I'd live at 10 Positive Street. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a downer living in Downing Street. Uh, and that would probably be in Ireland, just okay. to be controversial. Yeah, okay. You know? Or Scotland or probably Liverpool. I'd move Parliament to Liverpool. I'd be heavily biased, mm. let's be honest. Yeah, I'd raise the taxes in Manchester. I haven't got enough to carry people, no. the taxes. What are you thinking? What? Taxes? I wouldn't be that unfair. Taxes. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd give them better Ubers. Ubers. I was doing wordplay. Taxis. You oh, are totally the... lost you. I said I'd raise the taxes in Manchester. <gasps> yeah. They'd be higher up. They'd have monster truck wheels. Monster truck taxis. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, guys. Oh, so we're now literally spitballing into oblivion. We will be back into two weeks' time, Bracket. Uh, we'll have built more of our treehouse. Because, got to be honest, it's still got a lot to be made. Yeah. It's very patchy right now. Like a Native American tribe. It's been a lot of nonsense this week. Sorry about that. I will like to end this podcast, though. Uh, there's a lot of people, and they're wanting something to watch on Netflix. And I stumbled across an exceptional film, and it was my final point. So I'm going to go there and extend this a bit. Okay. You lucky ducks. <laughs> I've spoken about Lionel Messi too long is what the problem is. Okay, so it's a film called Tag. Tag. And it's a film that might surprise you that's about a 30-year game 
30-year-old game of tag. Tag. But it has a philosophy behind it that's based on, or inspired, I should say, by true events, mm. where a group of people, uh, lads, group of lads in America, had a 23-year game of tag. Yeah. To stop growing old. To you're just it. be kids perpetually. You're it. But what they did was they turned the true story, mm. which is very humble, just a bunch of lads that knew each other playing tag, <laughs> and they turned it into Hollywood does the story. Yeah. So obviously... It's part martial art movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's actually a fantastic film, man. It's it's worth checking out because in, in times like this, right, you want an uplifting comedy. Yeah. You don't want something that's too intelligent. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's it's pretty simple. unexpected. It's it's simple. It will guarantee make you laugh at an element of it, but it's definitely worth watching. It's real fun. Yeah. And there's a bit of a serious note at the end, C major. Uh, that's a chord. That's minor, you mean? C, uh, do I? C minor. <laughs> that's a serious note. Because major isn't serious. C major is in the army. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a Navy officer, C major. That's what they call him. Yeah. His position in the military. It's the Navy. The do Navy they have to military. be musical? Well, the C, C major. The C major, yeah. Yeah, no, he just... Major of the Sea. Is that what it's talking about? Okay, end it. Anyway, end it. Uh, there's no other military positions on the keyboard, interestingly. So, tag. So, basically, setup is they're playing tag, and it's very good. I enjoyed it. I will say, closing, uh, the reviews have been pretty stagnant for it, and I think that just shows how little people know about a good quality comedy film these days. Mm. I thought it was brilliant, especially the black character in it. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite element about the whole <laughs> I think thing. Mine as well. <laughs> very cool, very cool character. Yeah, props to the scriptwriter there. Brilliant and delivery, mm-hmm. excellent timing. But it's very, very good. I don't want to ruin it for folks. No. But it's really funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's it now. We've we've wrapped up. We'll be back in two weeks, folks. Just in case you get bored, watch tag. Wait to see news on the Olympics. Is it happening? I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Hopefully Liverpool can win a game soon. Who knows? And yeah, just a big thank you to RJ Burger Alarms and JRB CCTV based in the Midlands. Great Thanks, people. Guys. We Thanks, have a very guys. secure treehouse. Jack, house. Rich and Jimmy. You're, you're good dudes. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Stay safe and stay happy, folks. <laughs> <laughs>